Welcome to Everyday Strong, the podcast that teaches parents, teachers, and other caring adults how their everyday loving actions can help their teens cope with anxiety and depression. And now, here's our host, United Way of Utah County's Program Director, Michael Ann Gardner. Hi, everyone. This is Michael Ann. I am here today with Jay Snyder, who is a school social worker in Riverton, Utah. And I wanted to try something a little bit different today. So Jay and I, we don't know exactly where this conversation is going, but I do have to say that there are a lot of people's stories that are weighing really heavily on my mind right now. Um, How do you parent a child when parenting them is very difficult? Um, And this could be any number of reasons. It could be a child who, you know, is too anxious or depressed. They feel like to stop using their computer. Um, I'm thinking about um, some grandparents that I know whose son is chronically unemployed. Um, I just think there's a lot of these situations that are tied to mental health, but also tied to relationship that don't always have a really easy answer. And Jay is an incredible dialogue partner for weaving our way through these difficult spaces. So Jay, thank you so much for being here today. That's so kind. Thank you, Michael. And glad to be here. Yeah. Um, not to, you know, start this off too somber because we also can have a lot of fun. Um, yes. But I, I guess that one question I'd be curious to start off with is how do you as a parent describe your own job description as a parent? Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, my job description includes but is not limited to the following. Mm-hmm. Um I, I mean, my primary job as a parent is to, I would say, I mean, I'm I'm tossing them the three in my head, and then I was tossing in prepare, protect, Mm -hmm. and provide in my head that were Mm going to come out, but they didn't really want to come out um, because love. My, you know, that is also my job is Mm -hmm. to love this child that I brought that I helped bring into this world Mm -hmm. that I invited into this world. So I'd say those, at least those four things, then Mm -hmm. all of the day-to-day responsibilities that are necessary, uh, for, for those and, uh, any other category that put a word in for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I ask ask you this question, ask it two different ways. So you can choose your own adventure. Um, but I'm curious if you have ever found it difficult to love your children or if you don't want to answer that, what advice <laughs> do you have when someone does find it difficult? Yeah, no, no worries. I'll, I'll jump in. That's okay. Yeah. No, I've never not, um, not loved or found it difficult mm-hmm. or, uh, to love them because I do love them, uh, mm-hmm. unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So the love is always there, period. Um, mm-hmm. there might be phases there might be actions behaviors comments things of the nature that evoke mm-hmm. my fear which mm-hmm. i don't like i don't like um which i will try to attend to do i handle this head on do i handle it you know coming from the side do i handle it right now do i see if it perpetuates so there's a, there's a f- a few things that i i i try to think about 
um, but I always love them. And that is so important that, that my kids know that. Yeah. So break this down for me. Like, I think I kind of know what you mean, but when you say like, do I handle this from this side? Do I handle this from that? From, you know, mm-hmm. um, give me some like concrete, like, like, what does that look like in practice when you are kind of weighing it? Like, let's say, I don't know, is there an example we can use? Like, um, your child says something snappy to you, like, uh, rah, 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 like <laughs> you're not my dad or whatever, right? Okay. Uh, and like, you're trying to know this is like a pattern, this kind of like snippiness, right? Like, what yeah. do you mean when you're talking about like the angle to approach it from? Yeah, I mean, my style. So it's interesting when I am working with clients. What I let them know is, is I like to go direct. I would Mm -hmm. rather go direct with you. Mm -hmm. But in order for us to do that, you have to know that my intention is 100% of care to you. Mm -hmm. And support of you. Mm-hmm. And I want nothing more than a better outcome for you. Mm-hmm. And so that is my intent. So therefore, if I stumble on my words, um, at least there's a little grace given towards me because they know my intent. So I'd rather go direct. And we have to go kind of the meandering, softer way, um, let's say, if if the intent is not truly established or mm. uh, maybe I do need to check myself. Maybe I am activated by something. And although I think I'm coming off a certain way, maybe I am a little bit more forceful than I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, but with my own kids, um, we have established my intent Uh, very, very strongly. So then that part's gone. Now, if I can't go direct, which I would rather, I would rather just go direct. But whenever I go direct, even still, I'm mindful of my words. Like my words are not meant to harm or to hurt. They're only meant to guide or to establish a boundary. Mm -hmm. So if I have to go on a side angle, it means that I know that I either need to cool off a little bit myself or that they are too uh, activated at this time to intense or energize. So therefore the topic itself is just going to lead into a greater conflict. And that's not what I'm trying to do. So it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to wait till this thing, uh, calms down, uh, off the boil. And we're, we're, we're at least on a, a simmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, like this boundaries thing as a parent, do you, it sounds like to me you don't have this conflict, but um, do you ever feel this conflict between, like, loving them, being in a relationship with them versus, like, setting rules? Okay, so let me just break that down one more time. Yeah, so I think a lot of parents, like, they, like, I don't, here's a classic example, right? Um, I was teaching, teaching Everyday Strong class uh, the other day, and I was teaching about how important the the value of safety is, right? Mm-hmm. We want to help the people around us feel safe. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you say, for example, with um, like letting things like, like, like letting the boil kind of come down, right? Yeah. Um, that's like a really concrete example. But he was like, is there such a thing as helping your child be too safe, <laughs> right? And I think some people, they feel like, you know, what you're asking me to do is just to be really nice to them. And yet, 
I feel like I'm being walked all over and I feel like they're not moving forward in their life and I'm upset about that and I wish they would do this and that. And yeah. there's, they feel like there's this either or that they have to choose from. Well, <clears throat> okay. Um, I mean, we could set it up like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably feels like an either or in the moment, mm -hmm. but as their parent, I'm taking the long view. Mm-hmm. And if I find that we are establishing a pattern or trying to establish a pattern where my boundaries that I thought were expressed clearly are being uh, disregarded, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to allow for that because mm -hmm. part of my job is being a parent, again, to prepare, uh, provide and protect and mm -hmm. to love. Um, that's not preparing them. Mm -hmm. very well for a relationship and how to handle their emotions if something's mm -hmm. out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Honoring someone's boundaries is an, an essential skill. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So I would think it my job to understand that if my boundaries are being walked on or I perceive my boundaries to be disregarded, I, I, I want to address that, first of all, because mm -hmm. I don't like that. And then number two, um, I don't understand why someone that's so close in my life would continue to disregard that. So mm -hmm. um, I would probably <laughs> like show how I stand up to my boundaries with somebody who um, may or may not know knowingly dis, uh, you know, disregard them. Mm -hmm. So I will in essence be modeling how to come to this person, how to come mm -hmm. to my child and be like, Hey, but I have to, I have to be smart about it. I have to be wise about it, not emotionally reactive. Mm -hmm. And that's my job as the parent, um, to, to be mature, to use mm -hmm. the many, many years that I have, um, to lead by example, as much as I can. Mm -hmm. So I know I do better when I, when I'm calmer, mm -hmm. I know I do better, um, when I am not aggressive towards, uh, another person and, you know, mm -hmm. they throw up their defenses. So mm -hmm. that's on me. So I take care of what I can take care of. And if that looks like being nice, then, then I guess that's what it is. But I would mm -hmm. say it's more of being respectful and responsible with myself and my emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, what's coming to mind for me as you're describing that. Um, so my sister, I think she's an incredible parent, she has really emphasized um, boundaries for her daughter. You know, like she doesn't um, like my like her daughter, or my niece can always choose when she's saying goodbye to us if she wants to do a wave or a hug. It's always within her control. Right. And if someone like, you know, does a thing where they pick up small children and they try to like tickle them or whatever, like my niece will say like, no. And then my sister will reinforce that. No, like, no, she said no. Put her down. Right. Which I think is really great. But the part that's coming to mind for me is I've also watched my sister do this. So like, you know, my niece being three will sometimes like smack her, right? And, or like try to be like all up in her space. And my sister will say, just like I don't, like I want you to have boundaries, but mama also has boundaries, right? Yeah, yeah. And like my boundaries are that you don't get to hit me. <laughs> like yep. I'm not into this. And so I'm curious, what's the teenage equivalent of that? No, I think that's great. Um, yeah, I'm not for hitting. Uh, classic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. I would hope 
the difference between a, a picture and a video. A picture mm-hmm. is just a one-time, mm-hmm. a one-time event, whereas mm-hmm. a video is a, is a series of them. So mm-hmm. I would hope in 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 my home that we have long been establishing mm-hmm. what respect looks like in mm-hmm. our home, mm-hmm. and respect respecting boundaries, being able to speak what a mm-hmm. person's boundary is. So when they speak a boundary, how do I do at um, mm-hmm. seeing that boundary? And responding mm-hmm. to it in, in a way mm-hmm. um, that that honors and respects them, mm-hmm. and that also teaches them that a boundary is a boundary. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes more difficult when it's when it's um, seen as something separate and isolated. But if mm-hmm. it's this ongoing conversation, then mm-hmm. it's much easier to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this is important to me." Like mm-hmm. all games aside, part of why I'm saying all games aside is because as we get into teenage years, what I have found mm-hmm. is, well, especially in my, my home and what I, what I recommend is to have humor live, being mm-hmm. able to laugh at ourselves, to be able to laugh at things mm-hmm. and um, just not laugh at each other in mean ways. Mm-hmm. But that humor lives and it just, for teenagers, it provides just a great way to uh, develop relationships and go further with relationships Mm -hmm. and a way to, um, it can diffuse Mm -hmm. a situation. So, So anyway, if we use humor, it can diffuse a situation. So if I'm provided with two exits, one is to... start with humor Mm -hmm. or the other one is to go serious if it's not of a serious nature i'll go the humor way Mm -hmm. but a lot of times if i just tell them hey this is not a joke like we're not joking right now Mm -hmm. this needs to get addressed Mm -hmm. then they know they know that channel they've seen that from me and a lot of times it doesn't take much more from me they recognize it in themselves because we all err we all make mistakes and mm-hmm. if we have a grievance, we just need to find a different channel and how to communicate because we're not going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love what you're saying about how it has to be within a context, right? Because, you know, I, I love going specific in these podcasts and like getting like really like concrete details. So I think that helps people picture it. But yeah. also, I think your point is so well taken that, you know, for example, like this example I'm giving to my sister and her daughter, like. I mean, this has been a three-year project, and and my niece still doesn't get it right every time. And my, my sister doesn't get it right every time, right? But they know this language. They have this language that they've built together that mm-hmm. will continue the rest of her life. And um, that's difficult to build those patterns if you haven't already. Um, and what's coming to mind for me is how much, as the parent, sometimes you have to be the flight attendant during turbulence, right? Where it's like, you know, let's say you haven't had this kind of dynamic with your child and maybe they have kind of walked over your rules because you didn't really know how to set them. Or maybe sometimes you were too stringent when you shouldn't have been or like, you know, too angry or something. But now you come to them and you say, hey, listen to this great podcast with Jay and Michael Ann. I want to try something new, right? And you can go to them and say, this is going to be new and it's going to feel shaky and you're going to push back at me. But like, you got to keep holding that space and holding that space and just ride it out. That's what I, that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, there's no better time to start than now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so if absolutely there, and there's no use in pretending, especially if it's going on in your home, like Mm -hmm. 
it's just too real. It's, mm -hmm. it's, everything is too visible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. instead of trying to pretend, just come to the person and tell mm -hmm. them what's, what you're trying to change, what you'd like mm -hmm. to see happen. Mm -hmm. And if it involves them, and I, I certainly invite their help to enlist their mm -hmm. willingness, mm -hmm. but if it's something that I'm trying to change, then mm -hmm. I'll let them know. And, and I ask for their patience. And, yeah. and if I, you know, if I need to ask you for help, can I? Because mm -hmm. in the home, like everyone always wants what's best for each other. It's just we, we're getting stuck in processes that are not working. Mm -hmm. So it's a continual effort to find the better process that honors um, each other while trying to get towards where we're trying to get. Yeah. So let me ask kind of a specific question. I feel like I've asked this question so many times because it's a hard question. But um, let's let's take, you know, that child who is living in the basement and, and I don't know why it's always the basement, just the child who's in the <laughs> home, right? Yeah. They're in the home and, you know, you're starting to feel kind of resentful and you feel very aware of their limitations, right? You're like, They've been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. I know that they are trying in their own way, but like, I really just don't love this. And I'm unwilling to just sit back and say, well, I guess this is how it is, right? What do boundaries look like in that situation? You know, Michael Ann, leave it to you to leave just a very soft question that <laughs> has a very clear answer. And yeah. Uh, I know, I know, I know. And it's so hard because it depends, right? It depends on a thousand different things. Yes. But, I mean, I guess I guess what I'm asking is maybe this might narrow it down and make it a little bit more manageable is like, um, what's the internal work that I can do? Like, mm -hmm. because sometimes I think when people ask me this question, they're asking me, how do I fix it? How do I stop yeah. this? Yeah. I, and I want to put, put it right there. Nothing I tell you can I can guarantee any outcome. Right. Yeah. So yeah. then what? What's my internal work to at least stop being resentful of my child? Does yeah. That narrow it down. That's yeah, that's actually helpful. Thank you. OK. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> implied in that it is my child means mm -hmm. there's layers and layers and layers mm -hmm. of fears mm -hmm. that I have. And mm -hmm. some of them are playing out. Some mm -hmm. of these worst case scenarios are are actually happening. Mm -hmm. So I've got sensors and buzzers going mm -hmm. off inside of me all day long. I'm wondering mm -hmm. where did I go wrong? Where did mm -hmm. we go wrong? Where? What, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that's a lot of its own work is mm -hmm. to work with fear, mm -hmm. um, and to understand how it's serving you, and its its role, and. Uh, what you can do in this situation to navigate the situation. Yet mm -hmm. there's also something else that's also implicit within that it's your child. And that is just of just unspeakable wells and reservoirs of love. Mm. And those two are, are definitely in conflict. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess the questions that I would have in this situation from outside looking in with a million variables that, that mm -hmm. aren't understood would be, um, is this a road that he or she has traveled 
alone, this child who's in the basement, or has this been a topic of conversation? Let's assume that's been a topic of conversation, and let's assume from probability that it started off well-meaning and well-attentioned, but something has... uh, Something is not being triggered within them Mm -hmm. so much so that um, they don't want to have this conversation with you anymore. Mm -hmm. They already know what you're going to say. They already know how this outcome is. So part Mm -hmm. of this becomes avoidance to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the other part is perhaps this desire to have something different for themselves, but not knowing how. And then the question remains, are you, the parent, still a safe place that they can return to for ideas and stress relief and, Mm -hmm. you know, coming to you to partner? Or are you the person that is reminding them of their shortfall and how time's ticking and how their life's going to be all messed up if they keep doing this? Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't, as a parent, want to position yourself as the one that's being avoided because you're not bringing anything new, including belief mm-hmm. and trust in, in, in for the child and hope for mm-hmm. the child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what this is coming to mind for me is, you know, the, the same parent that I was teaching the other day, he was telling me about his child who won't leave the home. And he was like, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. And I, I, like, I felt that in my bones when he said that, right? Because yeah. I have my own people, you know, my own former stepchildren, my own nieces and nephews, where it's just like, I'm out. I got nothing else to give here, right? Yeah. And, and I love what you said about the love, right? Sometimes we almost, I think I've observed this in myself and other people, you almost like cut yourself off from that well of love because it just mm-hmm. hurts so much. Yeah, it does. I think one thing I'm going to offer, and it, it, it might not l- land the best, but my mm-hmm. intent is there, and I hope that that can count for something. Great modeling. Yes, thank you. Um, and if, you know, in this form of communication, mm-hmm. uh, if you have questions, you'd need to ask the questions, mm-hmm. or if, if, if there's a misunderstanding, go further into it. Mm-hmm. But my initial pass-through would be, also the understanding of that this is their life and Mm -hmm. their life will have many twists and turns Mm -hmm. and and some of them unfortunate. And Mm -hmm. as a parent, it's within that well of love is my desire to protect them. Mm -hmm. And so um, on one hand, if they're stuck in my basement, they're protected, but there's another one, which is they're not prepared to enter the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a challenge between those two. Um, so I think what I'm, what I'm saying is just that understanding that their, your child's life is going to look differently sometimes, maybe often, maybe once, I don't know, mm-hmm. than you hoped, expected, or wanted for them. And these are just part of their story, part of mm-hmm. their trial and tribulation. Mm-hmm. And um, there's mm-hmm. a there's just something special to be also said for that they have the space to navigate this. Hmm. Hmm. You mean like that? Like you as a parent have created this yes. space. Like like they're not going to be homeless because you did this for them. 
Well, it, so so I there's no guarantee. There is a sure. chance that yeah, they sure. might be homeless. Would sure. I want that for them? Absolutely not. Yeah. Will that be the teacher for them? <clears throat> Maybe. Mm. Do I do I wish that upon them? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, am I prepared to let my child go homeless? Um, goodness, I hope that that would never be the conversation I'm having. Um, but the other conversation could be, um, what do they need? What mm-hmm. do they need? Where mm-hmm. my words aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're struggling with mm-hmm. isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, where are we at? It, a lot of times, sometimes shuffling the deck introduces something new and yes. you play your cards differently. And the other thing, I, you know, that when you say that, that reminds me of, I think a lot about um, Harriet Lerner, one of my favorite therapists. She talks about relationships as a dance and we get caught in this rhythm and this dance, right? Like you move forward, I move back. I move back, you move forward, right? It's just, and we know, we know our tango or our salsa or whatever it is, right? And we've been doing it for years and years and years. But she says, you know, we often are just sitting there angry that the other person isn't doing what we want. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you change the dance steps, you go left instead of right, forwards instead of back. By definition, the other person, ha- something has to change. Right. Because yes. you've, di- you've disrupted that dynamic. And I think this is such a useful model because sometimes we actually don't we don't actually want to change our steps because we know the salsa and it feels good. Right. We know how mm-hmm. to do it. We know how to have that same conversation Every Saturday night about why won't you get off your video games? Like it's familiar, it's comfortable, right? And so, you know, there's something to play with here about like, what moves can I make? How can I reshuffle the deck in your words, right? Like what happens when I do that? When I change my own inner world, change my words, change my boundaries, just, you know, what happens? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes even shuffling the deck could be fun things too. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we're just at the time of this, this podcast, I'm in summer and we just mm-hmm. come back from a time. Mm-hmm. And of all the places we could go, that might sound fun. Well, we went up to the, to the mountains and mm-hmm. there's something just so, so, so to me and at least in our family even though some of uh my kids might be less on board mm-hmm. but you get up on in the mountains and you go play around in some rivers and you just you're reminded of that we're in the natural world the natural mm-hmm. setting not everything is synthetic mm-hmm. and insulated and mm-hmm. like we know what to expect no mm-hmm. there's anything can happen out there Mm-hmm. And the beauty is just so drastic and it's, it's almost invasive. Mm-hmm. And so there's something to be said about you get out into a, a different setting and mm-hmm. allow a different, let's say, vibe to get in. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that, that, that moves things inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a beautiful example, just shuffle the deck a little bit, see what happens, right? Like, and to you, what you said before, context, long game. I mean... Um, I think people are going to get real tired of me saying this because it's like the way you got to look at it, this, this way of having the long game and it doesn't make the tiredness right now any less difficult, 
But it does change a little bit, I think, how you respond to things, knowing that, you know, you didn't end up in this situation overnight, and you're not going to fix it overnight. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Well said. That is probably one of the bigger ones that I would want for parents to see, is to know which battles Mm -hmm. to fight and when. Mm-hmm. And not everything needs to be done at the, you know, you, you know your kid. And at the point in time that you feel like you don't know them, that's your invitation to get to know them better. And you're mm-hmm. feeling a little distant and it's time to reconnect. Mm-hmm. But you do know your kid. And you know, as they go through their ages and they go through their phases, um, even though we're a parent, we're, we're humans. And we've, we've probably gone through something somewhat similar that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. And where's our, where is our relatedness to what it was like to go from one phase to another phase mm-hmm. and allow that as well? Yeah. Let me ask you something actually um, that I've also been coming up against lately. You know, I, I emphasize to people that, you know, your relationship is a big part of what helps your child thrive despite, you know, whatever mental health diagnosis, despite, you know, whatever setbacks. Um, But then I think I have some parents who are like, oh, no, (laughs) this is all my fault because our relationship isn't very good. And like, you know, I go down to where they're playing video games and they I try to sit on the bed and talk to them and they turn around and they say like very sarcastically do you need something (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm like oh no like i'm failing right like what's 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 your response to that (laughs) you know it's it's probably the cheeky side of me that if 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 i was met with that response Mm -hmm. what do i need i need to know how to play this game i need to Mm -hmm. spend some time with you so i'm just gonna sit on this bed and just watch Mm um i i what do i need I want to connect with you. I want to see what you're up to Mm -hmm. and just meet their challenge. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I'll let my intent be known. And, Mm -hmm. and by me doing it, it's, it's almost like, you know, in love songs of fighting for the love, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to fight for my love with my kids too. I'm going to let my intent be known that as your parent, I'm here, period. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really beautiful and clear about that, right? Like, you know, when we're talking about boundaries, I, what I often observe is that people, they feel real, they, they, they feel actually a lot of clarity. They feel, I don't want this child in my basement, like freeloading, right, is maybe the word they might use. Like, like they, they feel clear about that, mm-hmm. but they are nervous about communicating that. And so... They just kind of, you know, get fuzzy about it and they hint and they drop, you know, a little like I wish you woulds and or like on the other side. Right. Where it's like, you know, my child seems to be seems to be kind of pushing me away. And so I kind of just like hint because I don't want to push them too far. Right. And there's something about just having the courage to I mean, I'm not trying to tell people go yell at your kid and say, get out of my house. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. reword this for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, that breath was my desire to get it right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and fearing I won't. Yeah. And I think that that 
in and of itself becomes becomes part of it. Mm-hmm. And so if I go to my kid and I'm like, look, there's lots of things that I want to say to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of them are going to come out right, mm-hmm. but I want you to know X, Y, Z. I want you mm-hmm. to know that I love you, that mm-hmm. our relationship is, is just beyond words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to help. Mm-hmm. But I want to help in the way that you want help, that you need mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, it just allows for me to say things which are true for me. Mm-hmm. And if I say something that I know is not come out right, I can stop and start again. I can't even apologize for the way that mm-hmm. it comes off. Or mm-hmm. if it was too soft, I can come out a little bit harder to clarify. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, it's not all about being soft. It's not all about yeah. being nice. It's about being true and authentic. Yeah. Now, when you're true and authentic about your love and your desire, um, for them to, to, to be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe what you're seeing right now is, is them struggling implied and implicit in there is still my confidence in them mm-hmm. that they're not going to land here. They're mm-hmm. just here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. I I think it's, it's beautiful. Like, um, and I think, you know, again, to the point about outcomes, like there's no way I'm going to tell you like, yeah, just, just go be real clear. Just be real clear. And your, and your child's going to love it. They're going to be way into it. Like right. that, that may not happen. Right? right. Like you might go speak your truth. And because a relationship is always two way, mm-hmm. like you might get anger, pushback, mm-hmm. frustration, shutting down. But like, that's not, we don't do things right because they're going to engender a certain outcome. We do them because they're true and they're true to who we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, that's at least my take lately. Maybe I'm reading too much Buddhism or something. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think um, it's just really, it's really interesting to to play with this and to play with, like, trying to provide that clarity. Yeah, it, right. And so when I speak my truth, I am also understanding that, A, I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they see that I'm coming at them and I don't like to, like my language is always coming, coming to them. Yes. Really it's with it's for me. I always try to be with, Mm -hmm. so I'm aware that if I'm coming at, that's Mm -hmm. a different tone than, than being with. Mm -hmm. So if I'm coming at, it typically is one-sided. I'm expressing it my way, Mm -hmm. which doesn't necessarily leave dialogue because dialogue would be with Mm -hmm. so even my words like if I'm coming at them then I know that that's my tone and Mm -hmm. I expect that there will be feelings in response Mm -hmm. so it would be cruel of me to demand Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. just some sort of like deference to what I've said or or agreeableness just like oh yes no, I would expect that they're going to need a few minutes. They're going to need a full human hour. experience. To yeah. The fact that you just told me I have to get a job, and of course they're angry, right? Of course yes. they are. Yeah. So can I know in advance that that is that I, I, you know I can come speak my truth with mm-hmm. respect, mm-hmm. 
with respect of them, with belief to Mm -hmm. them and and my confidence Mm -hmm. of them Mm -hmm. and my lack of judgment. I'm not judging you. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to help. Mm -hmm. Now, can I do that with also a little bit, you know, I let you go, you go to your retreat to your room. I know you're sad. I know you're mad. I know you're confused. I know you don't even know where to go. It's important for me to come knock on your door a little bit later Mm -hmm. and don't even say anything. Just come up mm-hmm. and just rub your shoulder. Like just put my hand on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know. We don't need to get back into this, but I just need to let you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can invite you to, hey, at, a, at another time, just feel free to, to let me know what your thoughts are on this. Mm-hmm. And then just leave. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. This is really hard to do. Like all of this is really hard. It takes a lot of discipline and mm-hmm. courage. It takes courage to believe that your child is more than what you see here in this moment. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's the only way forward is to, you know, um, to, you know, relentlessly believe in who they could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're getting stuck on something. Something mm-hmm. is, something's not working for them. Some mm-hmm. things may not be working for mm-hmm. them. But I, yeah, I'm in this, I'm in this fight with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not abandoning them. So yeah. my belief in them is, is sure strong. Now, if they choose mm-hmm. to stay here, well, um, that's a separate thing. Then they're choosing to stay here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, that's its own conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that, that's really, really well said. And I, I, I do like this distinction. Um, and this feels helpful, right? Because, um, you know, sometimes it's not clear how much they're choosing versus not choosing, right? right, right. But at the very least, if we know that we've been clear on our end about our boundaries and our expectations, and then we don't see a certain result, then... You know, there's a way in which we can say, okay, now what? Now that we have, now that we know that we were clear on our end, mm-hmm. now what do we do? Right. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Um, man, I think um, we could talk about this for a really, really long time. But what I love, I love all these, these models and these, um, you know, just these snippets of like how to approach this situation. Um with this mindset that I think has the potential to be really fruitful. And I've seen it be fruitful in my relationships. Um, And I think I kind of want to just close us with, you know, just saying, like repeating actually again, this thing about believing in your child. Um, I'm curious, like, you know, that's kind of our, our ending question, whether, you know, you're at school working with kids or with your own children, like, what do you do to give yourself courage to keep believing in a child, even when you're not sure what the outcome is going to be? Hmm. Um, How do you ground yourself into that feeling? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think as I'm putting that together into this hopper of mine, um, Mm -hmm. I, 
So, so probably one thing I want to say before getting to that answer, if, yeah. if I may, Please. is, is, is my even outlook and perspective. And I will say it to, to about my kids, mm-hmm. um, because I'm allowed to do it to the nth degree as they're my children, mm-hmm. but to truly like savor the time that I have mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and understanding that even though those long, long, long days in the trenches when they're younger and wondering like, Oh man, am I going to be able to get through this whole day? <laughs> or um, night? <laughs> yeah. Or night. And then it goes on to the next day and the next day and, and time just seems suspended mm-hmm. versus now, when I, I get Google notifications of here's your photo album of four years ago today, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I look at, uh, oh, my goodness, I remember that. And that was mm-hmm. four years ago already. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> just understanding, pardon me, <clears throat> just understanding how people say it, and I know it, but it is also true that they m- they move past their phases mm-hmm. and while they're in certain phases, uh, with, while they're at certain ages, it is to be savored. This is mm-hmm. an experience. And, and, and quite, quite honestly, even, even the terrible stuff is like, yes. I mean, I know that sounds like nonsense, but like, there's something about like, Oh, so this is what it's like when a child doesn't sleep through the night. Oh, yes. this is what it's like when a child is talking back to me. Oh, this is what it's like. Yes. That kind of mindset, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is what it's like. Uh-huh. And one day I will miss this and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, but I'm glad I lived that experience. Mm-hmm. The wisdom and the, the road that we traveled together, not just the quality time, but the quantity mm-hmm. time that we got to spend together mm-hmm. t- to see it all. Um, so there is a, a, an element of savoring and then mm-hmm. there's the element of like loving it's without question that I love you. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, is how much do you feel that I like you and I like mm-hmm. you as a person? Mm-hmm. And those are also different things too. the love mm-hmm. that I have that I just, you, you never need to explain yourself to me. Mm-hmm. And then the like of, you know what, you're a really cool person. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that is in when I am with my kids. Do mm-hmm. we argue? Absolutely. Do we have rough times? Absolutely. Do they know I love them? Yes. Do they know mm-hmm. I like them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they know I have faith in them? Yes. Mm-hmm. In their abilities? Yes. And that they will navigate it? Yes. Do they know mm-hmm. that I know that they will make mistakes? Yes. So when that like sets the stage for how uh, to answer your question. Mm-hmm. So it's really not hard, um, for me at the stage because it's just an extension of how I look at my kids. And mm-hmm. when I'm at school and I just see each child that, that I sit uh, at a desk across from, and I just appreciate that they're a younger human doing the mm-hmm. best they can with what they've got at this time, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. So I will mm-hmm. be their partner to try to help figure this part out with them, leaving mm-hmm. them the room for agency, their preferences, and mm-hmm. understanding that outcomes might be preferable outcomes might be uh, quickly met or 
uh, it may take a long time or yeah. sadly, if your preferable outcome doesn't happen, how are you going to handle it? Yes. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because this is like the work of a lifetime, right? Is that, you know, you don't, it doesn't always like whether you are a child applying for college, a parent trying to parent that child, like you don't always get the thing that you're hoping for the most. And so then what, right? And who do we go back to and how do we find strength to keep going? And I think there's just so many parallels of just how to human in what you're saying. Yeah. Thanks for seeing that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jay. I always appreciate talking to you. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you, Michael Ann. Thank you for allowing me to, to chat about some very interesting questions and, and mm -hmm. being able to share, yeah, share some perspectives. If this episode resonated with you, you can check out our free resilience handbooks and online learning at www.everydaystrong.org. These tools tell you exactly what you can do to help the kids in your life feel safe, connected, and confident. You can choose to create a relationship with your children that will help them to learn to be resilient, regardless of the challenges life throws their way.